Well, good morning. It's Money Talk. It's 16 minutes uh, to nine o'clock. This is James Ross. And in your money today, Carolyn Wright takes a look at what you need to know about navigating volatility in the bond markets. Uh, good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined once again by Stephanie Lung, who is CIO at Stashaway, for one of our regular chats looking at key drivers for markets. And this time we're going to take a look at what's happening with the bond market. Thanks for joining me again today, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me again. Thank you. So there's been a lot of volatility in uh, bond markets over the course of this year. Can you just do a quick recap for us as to how things have been moving? It hasn't been an easy kind of 18 months if you are a bond investor. I guess if you look at aggregate bonds in general, actually they have been in the worst downturn in the past 40 years. So from its peak in late 2021, bonds in aggregate are still down roughly kind of 15% from its peak. And the last time we really have seen such a big drawdown was actually in the 70s. Now, what is the similarity between the last 18 months and the 1970s? Of course, is that inflation was getting out of control and that led to central banks mostly led by the fed to increase interest rate at a very very fast pace and i guess for a lot of us we kind of may not remember very much what happened in the 70s but what we had was a inflation that was double digits and the fact that actually the fed was a bit slow to react and that inflation actually came back at kind of at a double inflation peak now, what's happened since 2021 was that in the aftermath of COVID, the Fed basically injected a lot of money into the system that prompted a massive rise in prices, which we called inflation, and that prompted the Fed to start increasing interest rates 18 months ago. Now, interest rates are actually above 5%. And the last time we've really had interest rates that high was before the financial crisis in 2008. As we all know, when bond yields or when interest rates go up, um, bond prices actually fall. And the more longer dated a particular bond is, the more sensitive it is to the changes in interest rates. And that's why for a lot of investors in longer dated government bonds, for example, the U.S. has the longest bond maturity in terms of 30 years. Those bonds were actually hit very, very hard. A few weeks ago, we've seen both the 10-year Treasury and the 30-year Treasury hit the 5% mark for a very, very brief period of time. The subsequent weeks, yields have come down again. Now the 10-year is trading at around 4.4%. So quite a bit of volatility this year for bond investors. And I guess even if you are not a bond investor, say a lot of us are maybe invested in the equity portfolio or real estate or other asset classes, it's important to pay attention to what's happening to bonds, in particular, the US government bonds, because the interest rates there is what we call the risk-free rate. And of course, everything else, other asset classes have returns that are based off of a spread versus the risk-free rate. So for example, if you're investing in government bonds today, 10-year treasuries give you 4.4% yield, right, to maturity. That means that over the next 10 years, every year, you should expect a 4.4% coupon or interest rate from lending money to the US government. And this is considered to be risk-free because it is the safest asset in the world in the sense that we all believe that the US government is not going to default. Now, if you want to get a bit more return, then you can invest in very, very high-grade corporates, and this gives you additional return. So, for example, very, very high-grade companies give you 
a 1% spread, which means that on top of that 4.4%, you get 1% more. So some companies would give you, let's say, 5.4% return for lending money to them for the next 10 years. And the higher risk you go or the riskier the asset class is, that potential return or your required return for that asset class should actually go in increments. So for example, equities, if you worked because it's riskier than these high-grade corporates, it's riskier than US government bonds. So that's why if you invest in equities, you have to ask, am I going to get a return that is higher than what the government bond is paying me and also how much higher? And that's why everything else Actually, the, the price of everything, like all the risky assets, actually based off of this risk-free rate set by U.S. government bonds, which is why even if you're not an investor in U.S. government bonds, you need to pay attention to what's happening to U.S. interest rates. Hopefully you can explain a little bit to us about what's going on with the yield curve and the steepening of the yield curve. Now, for anyone who doesn't really know much about bond markets, what does the yield curve mean to kick off with? And then what does its steepening mean for investors? It sounds like a very, very technical term, but it's actually very simple. <laughs> so you think about the yield curve is basically comparing the yield of short term rates versus long term rates. A very, very popular measure is to take the difference in the 10-year treasury versus the two-year treasury. If you think logically, let's say I'm lending money to somebody, of course, the interest rate that you demand on the longer maturity bond or longer maturity loan should be higher than the shorter maturity loan because you're taking on the risk that somebody will default, right? Let's say if I'm lending money out for 10 years, I would want a higher return than if I'm lending money out for two years. Normally, the 10-year rate should be higher than a two-year rate. And the difference is called a yield curve because you can compare many different maturities, right? You can compare the two-year versus the five-year, the five-year versus the 10-year. So in a normal economic environment, you should see a curve that's upward sloping, meaning that the longer maturity you go, the higher the interest rate should be. Now, the, the, the yield curve actually can change in different economic environments. And I guess what we've seen in the past 12 months or so is that the yield curve became so-called inverted, meaning that you're actually getting a high interest rate from these shorter dated bonds than the longer dated bonds. Mm -hmm. Now, you may ask, like, why is that the case, right? Why is it so strange? It actually happens typically when the Fed is in a interest rate hike cycle. To explain why, you need to think about what's incorporated in the bond yield for a particular maturity. So say, for example, in a two-year bond yield that incorporates the market's view of interest rate movements in the next two years only. And in a 10-year bond yield, that basically reflects the market's expectation for the next 10 years. So let's say we're in the late cycle of the economy, uh, the Fed is increasing interest rates, and the market will start to sense that eventually the increase in the interest rates is going to cause the economy to slow down or even to go into a recession, which actually leads to lower interest rates in the longer term. So in a Fed tightening period to fight off inflation, there is somewhat of a recession view baked into the longer dated bonds. Let's finish off with a quick look at your outlook. First for short dated bonds and second for longer dated bonds. We think, I mean, for very, very long, long term bonds, the valuations are starting to become attractive, so we expect bonds to start to bottom out. However, it could still be quite volatile. And given that short-dated treasuries are still yielding higher, 
which is why I mean we think at least I, I guess for the next three months we'd rather um, stay in short data bonds, but we should expect the increase in wastage in long data bonds in our portfolios in the next um, six to twelve months. Got it. Thank you. Great stuff. Always lovely to speak to you. That's Stephanie Long, who is CIO at Stashaway. Thank you, Caroline, and uh, speak to you again next time. Thanks, Stephanie.